Today, the latest on Afghanistan, the new Texas abortion law takes effect after SCOTUS refuses to rule on it. And the CDC says if you are unvaccinated, you should stay home this Labor Day weekend. We have got a lot coming up today and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Today joined by head researcher of the Glenn Beck program, Jason Buttrell himself. Also, political commentator, John Doyle, uh, who you can find at heckoffcommy.com. Thank you for that warm introduction. <laughs> yeah, did you like, heckoffcommy? I can't, I can't say it normal. I have to say it's stupid. I'm sorry about that. I'm, I'm really sorry about that. Uh, all right, let's get to, there's a lot of headlines to get into. Um, and I know probably the audience is a little afghanistan out. So I want to kind of roll through the latest on this, um, just kind of the new developments since yesterday, starting with uh, <laughs> the president's national security advisor, Jake Sullivan, who has been I hit hard, rightfully, so, I think, for some of the comments that he has been making in the media. I know, I believe it was yesterday, he said something to the effect of, you know, we might be sending the Taliban um, foreign aid. Is that, did you hear that one, Jason? <laughs> yeah, is, yeah. Is, I mean, that's an accurate recollection of what he said, right? Yep. Okay. Um, so he's, you know, just saying these bonkers off the wall things about the Taliban. Uh, he was asked earlier today by MSNBC if uh, he would call the Taliban the enemy of the U.S., but it, look, that's a complicated question. It's hard to put a label on it, he says. Watch. What is the Taliban? Are they now our frenemy? Are they our adversary? Are they our enemy? Are they our, what are they? A terrorist group. Well, it's hard to put a label on it, in part because no, we have yet to it's see what they hard. are going to be now that they are in control, physical control of Afghanistan. Wait, did I hear, did, I, did she just use the word frenemy? Yes, she did. <laughs> I was thinking the same. I was like, that's a case against women in politics right there. Like, they use the word frenemy Certainly a case television. against MSNBC and ever watching it. Frenemy, give me a break. Uh, but I mean, meanwhile, so you have the National Security Advisor answering questions that way. And uh, meanwhile, I would also just like to point out that uh, Taliban fighters are upset because um, they have found, they feel betrayed that uh, the U.S. military left non-working helicopters. That is so rude of the United States military to leave those uh, non-working helicopters for them. So, um, (laughs) Jason, you... (laughs) You want to field this one first here? (laughs) What is so hard about saying the Taliban is a terrorist organization? Um, And by the way, I don't think the Taliban would mince any words if they were asked if they were the enemy of the United States in the Western world. Yeah, it's a ridiculous question even to start off on. How do you, you know, what do we call them? We call them a terrorist group. Mm -hmm. It's different. It's difficult to put a label on them. No, it's not really. (laughs) They're a terrorist group. Um, the uh, Afghanistan or the uh, Al Qaeda, one of the Al Qaeda, uh, Al Qaeda's main commanders, just arrived from Pakistan back into Afghanistan. Just drove in, you know, received a full-on, you know, basically standing ovation as he drove into Kabul. Um, yeah, that's what you got there. You got a terrorist group, you know, and they're going to move right back into training or helping other terrorist groups train mm-hmm. on their land. Um, that's the reality. Uh, what they're setting up for is with all this, like, kind of, I don't know, 
word jujitsu on the Taliban. Mm -hmm. As they're trying to, they're going to try to attempt the same foreign policy that they did with Iran, which is a, probably they're the OGs of a terrorist group taking over a country. Yeah. So the same thing has happened to Afghanistan. So what they're going to do is they're going to pull out a little magic trick and they're going to say, "Remember how we worked with the the moderates over in Iran? We're going to work with the moderates in the Taliban." Mm -hmm. As if there's hilariously such a thing. There right. wasn't such a thing in Iran then in, in their politics. There's not such a thing in the Taliban. But that's what they're going to say. Mm -hmm. So this, uh, like what you talked about, the that you know humanitarian aid right. is going to be ransom money, basically. It's oh yeah. We know that there's, trust me, there's a lot more than just 300 Americans stuck in Afghanistan. Yeah. Um, what we're looking at is well over a thousand, probably maybe even thousands, um, if you count in green card holders and all that. Um, but they're going to use them basically as hostages, is what they're going to do. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw pallets of cash, again, mm -hmm. show up at the uh, Kabul airport. The exact same thing from the exact same people that brought you Libya and then brought you the ridiculous Iran deal. Mm -hmm. That's what they're steering towards. How emblematic, too, is it of this administration to where Joe Biden can't field any questions about Afghanistan, so then they send this guy out and then he still can't even mm -hmm. answer any None questions. Like They can't find anybody in the administration to actually answer a question competently about this. Yeah, that, I mean, laugh so you don't cry, I guess, mm -hmm. because I, of all the people, well, here's the thing, John, the military members, um, the top ranking officials were very, very busy reading about white rage. Right. So right. they didn't have time to like so be briefed on any of this. I tell you what, I mean, if I was the kind of guy that would put on a tinfoil hat and weave some, uh, you know, some uh, conspiracy theories, okay, I am Which kind you of are. that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, you almost would think that they did this on purpose. You know what I mean? It's like, I did you read that? Legitimately. Did you read the uh, the kind of the play by play in the Washington Post? It was insane. It was like the, it was t entitled "The Days Before Taliban the uh, Kabul Fell" or the something one, like that. The one where the Taliban basically asked the United States if, if you they wanted control Kabul. Yeah, and they were like, "Nah, we just need the airport." Yeah. And then yeah. like the, the so the head of CENTCOM is like, "Just yeah, that's all we need." Signed off on it. This is a general with decades of experience. Like he knows what's going to happen, mm -hmm. right? The chairman of the Joint Chiefs is like, "Yeah, we're just going to keep a thousand people there. Um, so we're just going to you know get we're just going to abandon Bagram Air Base in the middle of the night." Okay, I mean, that is the most strategic location in that area. It's just north of Kabul. You yeah. would not do that. No military person in their right mind who is not thinking along some other lines, politics, would even do that. So you got to wonder, I, I mean, knowing the chaos is going to happen, knowing everyone's attention, like, even like us, like me, mm -hmm. like all of our attention is diverted there. What is happening over here that we're missing? I don't know. It just makes you wonder. That's a conspiracy theory. Though. That's a conspiracy theory. That's a good one, too. The lack of planning seems to be the planning. I think there's also <laughs> something almost inherently right-wing about conspiracy theories because we are so targeted in this country and we lack like substantive political representation that we can almost only conceptualize things in terms of like people conspiring together to like take back power. Whereas the left blames everything on like systemic issues. Like if you ask like a left-wing person for a conspiracy theory, they'll just say that like Nazis are still running the country. It's like has no basis in anything. Or something like that, you can just read publicly available information and be like, no, this is actually happening. They're like, no, it's a conspiracy theory. So everything that they complain yeah. about is always systemic oppression, systemic racism, because they control the system. And so just like we can only conceptualize things in terms of like dissenting people conspiring they can only conceptualize things in terms of systemic force because they control the system mm. uh, well so how is this for ironic uh, and not in a cute way uh, when it comes to Afghanistan an Afghan interpreter who was involved in a 2008 rescue effort 
after a helicopter carrying then-Senator Joe Biden, of all people, and two other lawmakers made an emergency <laughs> landing amid a snowstorm, is now stranded in Afghanistan. Uh, he said to uh, a media outlet, hello, Mr. President, save me and my family. Don't forget me here. This is him, his wife, and his children. They are currently hiding from the Taliban, which, again, is weird because I have been told by the United States intelligence community that the Taliban is really, um, they've decided to be more inclusive now. Um, I, they are, they care about like basic human rights and they are definitely going to be like the new and improved Taliban and not the Taliban who is going to kill it. Well, no, that, that's, that's still them. Sorry. Yeah. Um, we were, uh, we're going to be talking to Tim Kennedy, uh, tonight on Glenn show. And, uh, I was listening to him talk, uh, just, just about an hour ago. And he was talking about how the Taliban was searching in Kabul for interpreters and even cutting the tongues out of the interpreters that helped the United States. Um, that's what they're looking at. And th he was telling some crazy stories, and he was like, these are the, and he'll tell some of those tonight. Mm -hmm. But he was like, this is the G version of what's mm. going on, so there's a lot worse. That's what I'm saying. Like, none of this makes military sense. Mm. And I was in the military, I was in Afghanistan on a very low level, not on even a high level, but even on my level, I knew that this is not how things, you know, how things work out. I mean, and I think that's the majority of what I think how conservatives feel about Afghanistan. The majority of us agreed that we should get out of Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. We need to end the 20-year war. We're mm -hmm. done. Let's pull out. Something else needs to be done on Afghanistan. This shouldn't be our, our problem anymore. Um, the problem we're having is how it was done. Right, right. So in a normal evacuation, that guy that you just talked about, that interpreter, would have already been out. Yeah. He would have been out. All the other people that would have helped, there would have been a program. This would have lasted for, I don't know how long. It would have lasted... However long it needed to. However long it needed to. There mm -hmm. would have been no deadline, mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. And even if they did declare a deadline, then the mission, and that's how it works in the military, is your deadline doesn't dictate your mission. Right. The mission dictates the deadline. Whatever right. you need to do, then you, you, you adjust that as needed. Yeah. Um, but all the, this evacuation crisis didn't have to happen. That's our issue right now, yeah. is the yeah. way it was handled. I can't, we were, tonight on his show again, we're going to run down the people that need to resign. Head of CENTCOM, uh, mm -hmm. Lloyd Austin, General Milley. You guys need to resign. Remember General Mattis? He, he resigned when he didn't agree with how Trump pulled out of Syria. Yeah. Right? So however you fill General Mattis, at least give him that. He resigned because he did not, uh, you know, um, agree with how it went down. These guys should do the same thing. Yeah. And, and less politics is completely driving their motivations right now. So, John, to Jason's point, I don't know if you watched the president speak yesterday. I, generally speaking, try not to do that, but I do host a news program, so I have to watch some of it, right? But a lot of it was, it felt very gaslighty because he was standing there and he was, it was like he was yelling at everyone, explaining to them that I don't want any of your sons and daughters to have to go through all of this again. And it's like, yeah, we all agree on that part. No, I don't think that that part is in dispute. And he's over here arguing with the wall, seemingly, about something that it's like no one. It's, it's like the George Floyd thing. It's like, yeah, no, we all agreed that that was horrible and it shouldn't have happened. Why are you continuing to argue a point that no one else is arguing? Sometimes people with dementia get aggressive when they're overwhelmed. Like my Nana used to be this way, too, but she was never asked like, <laughs> Hey, you know that guy who risked his life to rescue you? Well, he needs you to help him out, and he's just gonna be like, "Sorry, Jack," like, right. and you're just done. You're just right, gonna, right. I don't want to say die, but like, it's not gonna be too good for that guy unless we step in and, and pay our end of that implicit agreement. I was waiting for him to yell, "Get off my lawn!" It, I, I mean, I it really thought, didn't. I it it, it felt, yeah, it was like it was very angry old man yelling at the clouds. Yeah, it was very, very bizarre. And the way he keeps invoking Bo. 
I, I don't oh, understand this. I, so I've got a theory on that. Yeah, please do. My because theory, I was going to ask you about that. So actually. my theory on that is, and he's bringing this up to, uh, you know, like gold, the star, gold star families. families. Yes. And so, I, so I think it's like method acting. I really do. Really? So he's no, he's got this. The, they say his superpower is empathy, and he can instantly connect with people. So I think he literally, like a method actor, brings you know some kind of past experience for him, mm-hmm. and he draws upon that. So of course that's sad, and we're not arguing that. That is very very sad and tragic what happened to Bo. But he died of cancer. Right. 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 The way that everyone else. Th- you know, if you just listen to how he talks about Bo Biden, you would think that he died in an IED yes. attack in Afghanistan. But that's what I'm wondering is, is it method acting or does this man gen- genuinely not remember the details of his own son's death? And I don't even say that. I mean, I say that like it not like sort of a joke, but also not really, because I'm, I'm wondering, you know, with these people, the way that they are and they're such pathological liars, you tell a lie enough times and it's sometimes I think they forget that they're actually telling the lie. So I'm just wondering if he's like he's making this connection so many times with people and he's retelling all of these things about Bo for so long that he genuinely forgets like, oh, crap, my son didn't actually die in combat. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's got a record of this. Like back in the day, he was always lying about his education background. You know, he's mm-hmm. top of the class at whatever Ivy League school or whatever. They, mm-hmm. People looked into it and it was all bull crap. Yeah. But he continued to continue to tell that lie. Yeah. Uh, all right. Before we have to go to break, let me bring up one more thing. This was uh, the Pentagon denied viral reports that the U.S. military had abandoned dogs in Afghanistan uh, after the end of the evacuation mission. I know there's been a lot of confusion on social media uh, that there were the all of these working dogs that the military actually left behind. Now, um, I would also like to point out that I believe in their, I don't see it on here, but I believe in their uh, explanation, they said, please, we spent way too much money on these military dogs to have left them behind. And it's like, well, what about the $85 billion of military equipment you guys had absolutely no problem leaving behind? That was a little bit of money, too. Just saying. Um, So that was a really weird uh, explanation of why they wouldn't have left it behind. But there are all of these erroneous reports that there are working dogs that are still um, at the military. There was even one organization that claimed that Glenn himself committed money and then decommitted it, which was absolutely not true. Um, but I, so can we, do we know, I mean, there are, there are working dogs still there, right? I mean, do we trust the, the military, the Pentagon saying, uh, no, there's no, there's no working dogs still there. Uh, no, I don't think you can trust the military on anything at this point. Well, the leadership, you can't trust the leadership on anything for sure. Right. Right. John. It was rough seeing like on Facebook, that was the story that everybody shared like they were quiet about, and then the second the dogs were invoked right. they're like we have to do something and it's like yeah. these are the same people that like cry when a dog dies in a movie like there'll be like a village of orphans or something that gets slaughtered but then the puppy doesn't make it out and they start crying it's like where are your well, that's I have a feeling you're one of those people okay. first of all I feel attacked right now but second of all that did that got me about um, when people the, the organization shared that Glenn had uh, you know oh he committed this money and then decommitted it and there were so many people who were like Glenn Beck, that bastard. I'm like, he just <laughs> raised like $30 million to rescue all of these people. And you think that he did the dogs wrong and now he's a horrible person? What is wrong with you people? Anyway, 
I just don't want to get fired, so I figure I better stick up for my boss. Uh, all right, we've got more to come first. We want to thank our sponsor, Home Title Lock. So uh, I don't know how much equity you have in your home. Maybe it's 50000 a 100000 More than that, if you are working on building your retirement nest egg, but cybercrime experts are alerting homeowners that the more equity you have, actually the greater the chance that foreign and domestic criminals will come after you through home title theft. It is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Uh, in fact, Home Title Lock, America's leader in home title protection, is alerting homeowners right now. They could be a victim already and not know it. That is the scariest part. So cyber thieves actually search a bunch of public databases for high equity homes and then they pull your home's online title. They'll forge your signature stating you sold your home to them and they can take out loans using your equity. By the way, it's not covered by any insurance, uh, banking, banking programs, common identity theft programs. Those don't cover this from happening. All right. Home Title Lock does. Protect your most valuable asset. Register your address over at Home Title Lock to see if you're already a victim and you will receive a complete title history of your home. That is a dollar value for free if you go to hometitlelock.com i'm telling you guys you do not want to be caught with this happening to you you got to go register your address over at hometitlelock.com the left is going absolutely bonkers crazy after a uh, a texas law which could effectively ban most abortions after six weeks uh, went into effect this morning after both the Supreme Court and a lower federal court of appeals refused to rule on a demand from Texas abortion providers to stay the law pending further litigation. So um, it I mean, it it. I think isn't this the like it's the most strict law in the country now in effect. The heartbeat bill, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's six weeks. And uh, the left is, you know, just like, oh my gosh, everyone's going to die. I can't believe, I, I saw Cori Bush tweet out something along the lines of like, I'm my heart today is with the uh, members of the black brown black brown community. She's queer for some reason because I mm. guess queer people get abortions. I'm not quite sure how the science works out on that particular one. That's not even the weirdest thing they do. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, just making this into. It felt a lot like when Kavanaugh uh, got uh, nominated to the Supreme Court and they were just like, oh, the women are going to be dying in the streets now. And so here we go again. But it is interesting that the Supreme Court refused to rule on this. Um, what are what are y'all's thoughts on that? Speaking of conspiracy theorists. I have a good take on that, please. actually. Yeah, I, I can say this. Well, I do, but... <laughs> well, I, you pause, like, you're like, wait, I don't... Maybe well, because it went, and I was like, I can say this, and I was like, wait, can I say this? I think I can say this. Okay. Because that's always then the you point. you definitely need to say it now. Is like, well, if we ban a safe legal abortions, and women are going to be getting back alley abortions, right. and they're going to die. If someone breaks into my house and points a gun at me and, and like, threatens my life... You know, if you're going right, to threaten the life right. of somebody else and you right. lose yours in the process, I, I'm not losing sleep over that. Like, yeah. oh, well, shouldn't have killed it then. I don't know. That's just, that's my opinion. I, li- I like it. Right? I like that take. It's dark. It is dark. But it's good. It's very John yeah. Doyle. Jason. I, I don't, I don't know why the Supreme Court didn't rule on it. I know it's got, it's got, it's weird because it involves like people can sue 
mm-hmm. people civil, that go, civil penalties. Right. Yeah. So I don't, I'm not, uh, this would be, you know, one day to have a lawyer here to kind of go the, in the ins and outs of that. But I maybe I'm just guessing that might, that might have something to do with it. But uh, a couple things that Corey Bush talking about this and then saying how it's going to be bad for the black and brown communities. Mm-hmm. Um, the sheer ignorance and lack of history on the eugenicists that were pushing mm-hmm. yeah. abortion in the beginning and why they were doing it mm-hmm. to thin out those right. minority groups. Right. Um, yeah, this, it's been tragic for the black, brown, I don't know about the queer community, but at least at least minority communities, it's been tragic for them because where do you find most of the abortion clinics in their neighborhoods? Mm-hmm. They're, mm-hmm. Overwhelmingly, more, their, their babies are getting killed at a higher rate uh, than any other ethnic group. Yeah, it seems like if you cared about the black and brown communities, you would probably want them to have more babies and more representation. Right, and right. this is, uh, I mean, just the moral depravity of this country is on display right now and the anger and just the craziness towards Texas because of this. Yeah. You're so pissed off, you're so freaked out because we don't want babies to be murdered. And you know me, I'm as radical as it gets on, on being anti-abortion mm-hmm. as it is. Um, for me, it's a simple question. Is it li- is a, is a human being or is it not? Mm-hmm. If, you, if it's a human being, then it's murder if you do the abortion. I, I, don't, see the, I don't see any way to, uh, to look at it otherwise. Yeah. Um, so good on you, Texas, and I hope this gets re- uh, replicated across the country. And to Jason's point, uh, this says the law allows private citizens anywhere in the country to bring civil suits against anyone who assists a pregnant person seeking an abortion in violation of the ban. So the patient cannot be sued, but doctors, staff members at clinics, counselors, people who help pay for the procedure. If you drive someone. Even an Uber driver can be held, uh, can be taken to (laughs) to court uh, and taking a patient to an abortion clinic. All are potential defendants. So it will be very, very, I mean, again, I'm just, I'm shocked. What a great day. I remember in like May of 2019, there was, I think something happened where everyone was flipping out about, you know, abortion rights. And I remember just driving to the coffee shop and I was blasting Mr. Blue Sky. And it was just such a great day because all the worst people in the world were like crying, like, I can't kill a baby anymore. That's, it's like their ultimate, I think uh, Matt Walsh had this in his first book, Blaze alumnus Matt Walsh, that's uh Abortion is really like the ultimate sacrament of like liberalism because like liberalism seeks to isolate this hyper autonomous individual who can do whatever they want. And like the the conclusion of that would be the ability to liberate myself from biology and like reproduction. I can like kill this thing if it's inconvenient to me. Mm-hmm. Very scary stuff. It's Satanism. It, it really is. And it's just been so wild to watch, you know, uh, Hillary Clinton called this like one of our darkest days. Uh, Elizabeth <laughs> Warren, you know, and they all use those same terms, reproduction productive rights. And it is fascinating to me also to listen to particularly those two women uh, talk about, they keep saying our, right? Like Elizabeth Warren was like, our reproductive rights are at risk. And I'm like, sweetheart, I don't think that you have had the ability to have a baby for a very long time now. So I'm not quite sure that I would be involving our uh, as my general sentence. Does she have kids? Yes, they all do. That's what what is so, but that's what is so weird to me is that I might understand if it was the members of the left who had not yet gone through having children, but I don't for the life of me understand as a woman going through having children, listening to the heartbeat, seeing the baby on the ultrasound, and then being like, absolutely, you should be able to kill it until the moment of birth. I've always noticed too with these pro-choice demonstrations, there's always these very, uh, 
interesting looking women who yeah. are the most vocal about their, you know, it's like, are you really, You're you know? You're getting late. Yeah. <laughs> That's what John's trying to say. I feel like John's it's, it's kind of this, these are the same women that always complain about cat calling and it's like, it's, yeah. it's their way of trying to say, men like me. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> Like, no. sweetheart, you're not getting cat yeah. called. This isn't we about you. That. Like, don't get me wrong. It's terrible that you have these opinions, but don't lie too. <laughs> Jason, last word. Yeah, I, I think it's, I mean, we've been losing this battle for the longest time yes. ever yes. since Roe v. Wade, but I mean, and, and the medical profession has also had their hand in it uh, and activists have seized on it. I mean, it just, it's just stupid to me. I remember being in like, grade school or whatever and sex ed class and they're talking about the different phases uh, you know they got a different name for the baby for the fetus for the zygote for the all this stuff mm -hmm. and i'm like is it a human being or not right right i mean even as a kid i'm like why are we classifying as if it's well i don't know it's a zygote now but it could be a piano upon birth <laughs> it's a freaking human being yeah. like and it's alive yeah well it's a, just a different stage of growth right I mean, right it's lunacy to me i don't yeah. get it and 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 by the way its own separate set of dna right. for all the people who are like it i have a right to choose what happens to my body it's it's just that it's not your body anymore Sorry. Yep. Uh, not sorry. All right. We've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Omega XL. So if you are living in constant pain, maybe you have back pain, knee pain, uh, neck pain, whatever the case may be, what you might not realize is that it's probably inflammation that is causing your pain. And unless you defeat the inflammation, uh, you're going to keep having that pain and it can even cause permanent damage. Now, Omega XL is backed by 35 years of clinical research. That is a lot of years. Uh, it attacks the inflammation that is causing your pain. It is made, it's an essential fatty acid combination from the waters of New Zealand, which for some of you, you're going like, oh, that's natural. I'm not going to take that. All right. But it works. And let me tell you this. It works way better than those topical rubs that you can rub on the spot that, that hurts. And maybe it feels good for 10 minutes and then you're in pain again. All right. Omega XL is not going to work that way. It is going to neutralize that inflammation that causes your painful stiff joints and muscles. I'm telling you, if you are in pain, you don't realize how life-changing it could be for you to get out of pain. You've got to try Omega XL. Um, I've, I have used it. It's worked wonders for me. Pac Ray has used it. He has, uh, it's worked for him as well. You got to try it. Go to omegaxl.com slash news. Uh, if you get a bottle now, you will get a second bottle for free at omegaxl.com slash news. The CDC is now asking unvaccinated Americans, uh, which, by the way, I think there's like nearly 80 million of them. So not a not a small number. They are asking unvaccinated Americans to stay home for Labor Day weekend. Look, I you may think that you live in America and you may think that you have certain freedoms that come with living in America. But the CDC is here to tell you, no, 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 no. Those freedoms are only contingent upon your vaccination status. Now, you guys get with the program. It's 2021. Here is the lovely Rochelle Walensky uh, asking Americans to stay home this holiday weekend. Watch. We have actually articulated that people who are fully vaccinated um, and uh, who are wearing masks can travel, um, although given where we are with disease um, transmission right now, um, we would say that um, people need to take their own, these risks into their own consideration as they think about traveling. First and foremost, if you are unvaccinated, um, we would recommend not traveling. Um, it's just that, well, there's just these pesky facts that have shown us all of these studies that if you are fully vaccinated, 
you can not only still get the virus, but you can also still transmit the virus to people. Yeah. So why are they not saying everyone should stay home? Fully vaccinated people should stay home because they're the ones actually, I would like to just make the case, they're the ones who really are more dangerous because they won't know that they have it and they won't know that they're spreading it because they have been vaccinated. This is what they tell us, right? That it will be, they'll either be asymptomatic or they will be, uh, the, the symptoms will be so mild, it will be way better than if you were completely unvaccinated. Um, I, just, I just need someone to make it make sense for me, please. Anyone? Not going to make not going to help yeah, you to a, <laughs> make sense. Um, uh, I just needed to make sense. So my head doesn't freaking explode every time I listen to this garbage. It's all like when a baby is at their high chair and they <laughs> spill their SpaghettiOs and they move them in the shape of like a dinosaur and they show you and they're like, look what I did. It looks like something you're like, it's still just nothing like it, it doesn't make sense just because yeah. you tried to make it make sense. And that's like all this is. And that's why this weekend, I don't know what your guys plans are, but uh, we rented a lake house about two hours south of here. I invited 15 people, not only from ta- from all over the country. We're referring to it very humbly as the white boy summer super spreader weekend retreat. In January. <laughs> and we're just going to have a great time specifically to spite people like that. I feel like it's our patriotic duty, not it just is. to have a cookout, to have what do they call it when you like bl- a block party? Totally yeah. like in the neighborhood, just to make a huge deal out of it just to spite people like that. I, would, I, I would. was going to say the same thing because I was like, that used to be all of America's response right there. Like, that was the easiest way to get people to do something. Screw you. Yeah, tell them they yeah. can't do something. Yeah. You're still going to have a vast amount of people that are going, okay, now I, I, I personally, when I when I heard her talking, I just had this sudden urge to take a trip. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. now I'm taking a trip. Well, just like when Joe Biden said, like, well, you may, you might be able to celebrate your freedom on July 4th. We'll see. Ridiculous. And it's like, excuse yeah. me me excuse me I, there were some founding fathers who would disagree with you sir oh yeah but so but you made the point that i was going to make actually the the vaccines they have you have the same viral load in someone that's yep. vaccinated yep. they know this yep. they're the cdc they, yep. they know they're the this. ones who've been telling us this right so why does it make a difference because it's not about contracting the disease or vaccinating or anything it's, it's not about that it's all about control it's the same thing about masks that's what it's really about how far they can push you what they can tell you to do and that's the same I almost said a bad word there. That's the same chick that also did an end around the Constitution, end around Congress, and put the moratorium on evictions. Yes, yes. Like, you're the CDC. You have no authority to do that, but they're doing it anyway. See? The stuff that's happening at home when we're concentrated on looking elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Tinfoil? The country that's, that's the point. most vaccinated right now, I think, is Israel. And they're also having, like, a yep. huge outbreak. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And, yes. Like, these and they're people- not the only ones who have that, that data. Yeah, that's I've personally given up on trying to argue facts with these people like my evening entertainment now has been going on next door and you know nextdoor.com yes. and I just start fights with my neighbors <laughs> like back but I won't even because like someone will say something like about oh I'm making homemade masks again and I'm leaving them on my tree outside come get one if you want oh, little cloth things this one has flowers this one has ducks on and people are like oh this is going to protect me and so some guy made a comment just like people are still wearing these not even aggressive just like yeah. what's up and people just jumped on him just like Oh, you, you know, if you don't have anything intelligent to say, just shut your mouth. So Did I you just, white knight him? You totally Oh, I just responded. Him. I was like, you guys are slaves. You don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I also would just like to point out, John, you said that you invited like 15 people. I didn't. Did you get an invitation? I must have lost I got it in nothing. the mail. You know what? Yeah. I think that your invitation got lost in the mail with the invitation you sent me to that protest that was going to happen a couple weeks ago in Dallas. <laughs> Listen, I got sick. Okay. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. So on the topic of COVID, uh, the World Health 
Health Organization um, just added a new, guys, this is never ending. This is never going to end. A new coronavirus mutation to its variants of interest watch list. Uh, they're calling it MU, M-U. Or, or if you'd what? like to be technical, B.1.621. Um, after it was detected in 39 countries and showed certain <laughs> worrisome features. I, I'm, it's, we're never, this you have to never wonder ending. if the interns who write that are the unwitting victims of a prank. And like, they just don't, like, there's somebody, um, I forget his name, but he uh, has been just going off during this whole thing and referring to like Americans as basically cows, just like, take your shots, moo. You have to wonder yeah. if they saw that and were like, call it the moo variant, just oh see if they know, just something like that. That reminds me, did you guys see this? I'm totally getting off track for a second. That um, video of, I think it was a school board meeting where someone totally pranked them and it was like Simpson style. And they kept calling people no. who were there that was like, bend over. And like all these like, Bill McCracken and uh, or whatever it so was. So what I what I keep saying, I'm going to do to one of your reviews that you read. Yes, yeah, yeah. And the guy read like five of them and still had no idea. That's what it reminded so me great. of. Uh, Jason, this is this is never this is never ending. We've had okay, nah. hold on. The Alpha variant, the Delta variant, Lambda. Was there what? There wasn't a Beta. No, there wasn't. I'm the control is talking to me. Uh, was there? I guess. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't remember. But Lambda, now Moo. <laughs> is it, I mean, this is, we're living in the, Jason's <laughs> laughing. This is real life, Jason. <laughs> why are you laughing? I this mean, is, ne they're never going to let this go. You know why? The stupid sheep that John's talking about who will never stop listening to them. Who told you that sheep say Moo? Oh, you need to get one of those wheel things, you know, the animal set <laughs> with all the different sounds. Here we go. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna run out of letters for the alphabet, I think, on the on the variants. It's all, it almost seems pointless to track the variants. I mean, I know it's not, but I mean, I, we're all gonna get this. Yeah, I, I don't. Oh, this one is worrisome. It's like you just told us that about the last one. Yeah. Every single that's what, one. That's that's the, the the false sense of security that the people in the government are giving are are shoveling to everyone, including the maskers and the and the you know everyone must vaccinate people is that you're going to kill this virus out right that's it's never worked going to happen by the way like by the way australia finally admitted it and said their covid zero policy was unsustainable and they can't do it anymore maybe we should learn from them instead of continuing to follow their lead and make the same stupid it's, mistakes it's ridiculous this is not going to end until you guys finally decide it's done all right well, sorry but new zealand they, they went from uh, lockdown zero to lockdown four over one case. It, it, one case. Case, too. Yeah. Right? Just just case. Yeah. It's like, well, was that person, did that person end up fine? Yes. Most, most of the time, it's like, well, there were like four cases, so we needed to lock down the entire city. Absolute madness. All right. We've got more to come. Uh, first, we want to thank our sponsor, Built Bar. So uh, if you have a sweet tooth like me, but um, you, as it turns out, would rather not weigh like 800 pounds from eating candy and, uh, you know, candy bars all the time. You got to try Built Bar. OK, I stock my pantry with Built Bar. They are healthy protein bars. They're covered in 100 percent chocolate. They taste like you're eating a candy bar. It tastes like you're cheating on your diet, but you're not. 
you're still going to stay on track, which is the most amazing part. Um, by the way, the coconut one, to me, tastes like a Mounds candy bar. Uh, mint brownie is great, too. Double chocolate, cookies and cream. They've got so many awesome flavors. Get a mix box, and you can try a couple of each of their regular flavors. Figure out which one you like the best, and stock your pantry with that. Trust me on this one. You will thank me later. You can go to built.com. Use promo code NEWS15. You will save 15% off your order only at builtbuiltbuilt.com. All right. I think in just this, the fashion of today's headlines of just, is this real life? Oh, yes, this is actually real life. And we're laughing so we don't cry. Uh, San Francisco is rolling out a pilot program that will pay high-risk individuals pay high-risk individuals to not shoot anyone as gun crimes, of course, tick up in the city. So um, they will pay, this is a, 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 like I said, a pilot program. Um, They will pay 10 individuals who are at high risk of being on either end of a shooting $300 a month to not be involved in the crime. I mean, this is, this is... I give up. I give up. I just give up. I, you know what, guys? It was a good experiment, what we did here in America. And um, roll the highlight reel. <laughs> the yeah, moon landing. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's been, it's been, it's been fun. It's been something. But uh, I give up because now we're paying people uh, to not commit crimes. Cash for criminals. The, the, so. the criminals right now are laughing their butts off because yeah. if you flip the viewpoint, in their viewpoint. They're basically telling the government, pay me my 300 bucks a month or I'm going to start shooting people. Yeah. And that's the attitude. That's how it's going to snowball from there. Right. It's like, well, oh, well crap. They, I promise not to rob any more 7-Elevens if you pay me 300 a, bu- uh, a month. Yeah. If not, I'm going to start robbing 7-Elevens. San Francisco and these, and these progressive hellholes crack me up because they just, instead of analyzing what they're doing, they double down on the bad and mm-hmm. everything continues to get worse. Mm-hmm. It's... It, Absolutely. I mean, it's the definition of insanity. Well, one, we, one might think maybe we could have just not released all the criminals onto the streets last year uh, because there was a virus. Counterpoint, racism. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to. <laughs> I mean, I guess so. Uh, the executive director of one of this uh, commission that is helping, helping these criminals says it's not necessarily as cut and dry as folks may think. It's not as transactional, yes, as here's a few dollars so that you don't do something bad. But it really is about how you help us improve public safety in the neighborhood. I I just they're so out of touch. It like the mentality is literally you can just throw money at people and get them to stop committing crime because they think that the only thing that causes crime is poverty. Mm-hmm. And it's if you have to mm-hmm. actually like live in neighborhoods that are crime-ridden, uh, people get mugged for shoes, not because they want to take them to the pawn shop and get money for groceries, but because they want the shoes. Right, it's like, right. it's not just that they want money, it's they want like whatever it is, and that's why they're doing it. Yeah, and I mean, really, the way that you can get people to finally respect the rule of law is by rewarding them, I guess, uh, by making them feel like the bar is about this high. And um, if you just, if you would just meet these 
very low expectations that we have for you. It reminds me of when people are crossing the border and we're letting them in, we're giving them money when they do it, we're sending them on a bus to go somewhere and start a fresh life. And it's like, how can you ever expect these people to respect the rule of law when you rewarded them for coming here and breaking the law in the first place. Yeah, we used to have like work fair where it's like, hey, if you get up and you go to work, we'll throw you a little something extra. Now it's like, you get up, do what you want, but if you don't shoot anybody, we'll give you $300. <laughs> what is that, $10 a day for every day you don't shoot somebody? You know what pisses me off even more? What? The word folks. <laughs> I can't, you, you said folks in that whole quote, and that's yeah. the only I've been thinking about. Why? Because it's, it, it's, the, it's the most ballless thing. That, it's like you're so scared oh. of someone calling you out and like, I don't know, like generalizing a certain group or something like that. So they just say folks. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sorry. That pisses me off. What about uh, Latinx? Latinx. Latinx. Well, they all say it different. They don't even know how to say it. They all say it different. Some say Latinx, some say Latinx. And and if you're Joe Biden, you say Latinx. They hate it, too. They think it's so stupid. It sounds like a tissue or something like that. So my very (laughs) uh, newsy journalistic question at this point is... um, at what? At which point do we finally just say um, California is just kind of just done? They can just kind of like if we could just cut their little portion off and they can just float into the ocean. You know what's crazy? If you live there, you do feel like you're in a different country because it's like, it's like an iron curtain. Yeah. So you like everyone. It's it's the ultimate hive hive mind experience. Everyone yeah. thinks the same way. If they don't, they're so scared of thinking differently that they pretend they to pretend think the do. same way. Yeah. Uh, it's the weirdest thing. And I lived there for like 15 years. It's mm-hmm. absolutely nuts. But um, it's funny. They think the same thing about us. They think that we're crazy for believing in things like choice and freedom. It's kind of strange. You want to yeah. know a conspiracy theory? And yeah. I have nothing to, no evidence to suggest that this don't is matter. true. But don't I matter. feel it. <laughs> so I think that's enough. I trust my intuition. <laughs> California in the 19... 30s through 1960s, like that was like the middle class paradise. You mm. could move out there and sustain a family. Beautiful scenery. Yeah, everybody yeah. was happy to the be there. The weather's amazing. And then over the course of time, it just became what it is now. Like now it's the most unstable in terms of uh, you know, crime and, and thought police and also like income inequality. Like no one's having a good time in California. And it's like they took that. That was like the place to be globally. And they took that away from us, I think, to demoralize the country. You know, you know, what's weird. You watch um, you watch uh, like Google, like go on YouTube and just do like Ronald Reagan, Johnny Carson. So he's like they're in Burbank in L.A. right there. And uh, he's talking about, you know, the government shouldn't be taking money from you. You know, they need to get out of our lives, low taxes, blah, 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 you know, pull yourself up from the bootstraps type thing. And the crowd is erupting in applause. California was a solid red state. That's the state that gave us Nixon. Yeah. It gave us Reagan. And now we get, what, what happened? Nancy Pelosi. She's in California. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Feinstein. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Gavin Newsom. Isn't Maxine Waters, too? Is she? I think she is. She's not Illinois. I don't know. I don't know. She, I mean, they're all kind of the same people at this point, really. <laughs> so, uh, all right, we got to take a break. We'll be back. Enough about the hellhole of California. It's surreal. All right, now we're on air. I have to stop talking about all of the secrets that I was just talking about. Uh, all right, this is the part of the program where I tell you guys that if you want to be on all of our good sides you got to go to wherever you get your audio podcasts, okay? We appreciate you watching however you're watching on Pluto, Blaze TV, YouTube, 
Facebook. Uh, what's up to the live chat, by the way, at the YouTube channel. But um, we really, really would love it if you would go, why are you laughing at me? That was spoken like s such a differently aged person. <laughs> what's up, live chat on the YouTube? Hello, fellow kids. It's like <laughs> Who keeps booking this guy on my show? Never I coming mean, back. I would like to know who keeps booking this guy on my show. Gosh. Okay, so here's the deal. I need you to give us five stars and also tell us why I should have John Doyle back ever again. Go ahead. They, they love me. Case. The audience love They will. Make your case, they will. please. Make your case. Because as of right now, I'm just saying, I don't know. Unless I hear from you. I don't know if you're ever going to find John Doyle back on this program again. <laughs> uh, you may see your review read live on air like the one today from Bradley M. 7-Eleven, who says, love, love, love the show. I listen every morning on the way to work on Pluto TV. I love your humor and already can't wait for the next show. Keep doing what you're doing. Go oh, good, good looking. looking. Hey. <laughs> uh, all right. And then Ken Tree, who uh, says five stars. Always love the guests. Love those built bars. I think that there are more reviews uh, about the built bars than there are about me, which quite frankly hurts my ego. I'd just like for all of you guys to know that. It does hurt my ego, but I'm okay with it because I love built bars just as much as you guys do. Uh, thank you guys for being here. Make sure to follow both of them. Well, follow Jason on social media. I mean, do whatever you want with John. I don't know. <laughs> you deserve that. I know, I deserve that. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.